0: Section Thirteen of a Book of Sibyls by Anne Thackeray Ritchie. This recording is in the public domain. Miss Edgeworth, Part Six. The first letter given in the memoirs from Maria to her favorite aunt Ruxton is a very sad one, which tells of the early death of her sister Honora, a beautiful girl of fifteen, the only daughter of Mrs. Honora Edgeworth, who died of consumption, as her mother had died this letter written in the dry phraseology of the time is nevertheless full of feeling above all for her father who was as maria says elsewhere ever since she could think or feel the first object and motive of her mind mrs edgeworth describes her sister-in-law as follows mrs ruxton resembled her brother in the wit and vivacity of her mind and strong affections her grace and charm of manner were such that a gentleman once said of her if I were to see Mrs. Ruxton in rags as a beggar woman sitting on the doorstep, I would say madam to her. To write to her aunt Ruxton was, as long as she lived, Maria's greatest pleasure while away from her, says Mrs. Edgeworth, and to be with her was such a happiness as she enjoyed with never flagging and supreme delight. Blackcastle was within a few hours drive of Edgeworth town, and to go to Blackcastle was the holiday of her life. Mrs. Edgeworth tells a story of Maria once staying at Blackcastle and tearing out the title page of Belinda, so that her aunt, Mrs. Ruxton, read the book without any suspicion of the author. She was so delighted with it that she insisted on Maria listening to page after page, exclaiming, Is not that admirably written? Admirably read, I think, said Maria, until her aunt, quite provoked by her faint acquiescence, says, i am sorry to see my little maria unable to bear the praises of a rival author at which poor maria burst into tears and mrs ruxton could never bear the book mentioned afterwards it was with mrs ruxton that a little boy born just after the death of the author of sanford and merton was left on the occasion of the departure of the edgeworth family for clifton in seventeen ninety two where mr edgeworth spent a couple of years for the health of one of his sons in july the poor little brother dies in ireland there does not now that little thomas is gone exist even a person of the same name as mr day says mr edgeworth who concludes his letter philosophically as the father of twenty children may be allowed to do by expressing a hope that to his nurses mrs ruxton and her daughter the remembrance of their own goodness will soon obliterate the painful impression of his miserable end during their stay at clifton richard edgeworth the eldest son who had been brought up upon rousseau's system and who seems to have found the old world too restricted a sphere for his energies after going to sea and disappearing for some years suddenly paid them a visit from south carolina where he had settled and married the young man was gladly welcomed by them all he had been long separated from home and he eventually died very young in america but his sister always clung to him with fond affection and when he left them to return home she seems to have felt his departure very much last saturday my poor brother richard took leave of us to return to america he has gone up to london with my father and mother and is to sail from thence we could not part from him without great pain and regret for he made us all extremely fond of him notwithstanding these melancholy events maria etchworth seems to have led a happy busy life all this time among her friends her relations her many interests her many fancies and facts making much of the children of whom she writes pleasant descriptions to her aunt charlotte is very engaging and promises to be handsome Sneed is and promises everything henry will i think through life always do more than he promises little Honora is a sprightly blue-eyed child at nurse with a woman who is the picture of health and simplicity lovell is perfectly well dr darwin has paid him very handsome compliments on his lines on the barberini vase in the first part of the botanic garden mr edgeworth however found the time long at clifton though as usual he at once improved his opportunities paid visits to his friends in london and elsewhere and renewed many former intimacies and correspondences maria also paid a visit to london but the time had not come for her to enjoy society and the extreme shyness of which mr edgeworth speaks made it pain to her to be in society in those early days since i have been away from home she writes i have missed the society of my father mother and sisters more than i can express and more than beforehand i could have thought possible i long to see them all again even when i am most amused i feel a void and now i understand what an aching void is perfectly very soon we hear of her at home again scratching away at the freeman family mr edgeworth is reading aloud gay's trivia among other things which she recommends to her aunt i had much rather make a bargain with any one i loved to read the same books with them at the same hour than to look at the moon like rousseau's famous lovers there is another book a new book for the children mentioned about this time evenings at home which they all admire immensely miss edgeworth was now about twenty-six at an age when a woman's powers have fully ripened a change comes over her style there is a fulness of description in her letters and a security of expression which show maturity her habit of writing was now established and she describes the constant interest her father took and his share in all she did some of the slighter stories she first wrote upon a slate and read out to her brothers and sisters others she sketched for her father's approval and arranged and altered as he suggested the letters for literary ladies were with the publishers by this time and these were followed by various stories and early lessons portions of parent's assistant and of popular tales all of which were sent out in packets and lent from one member of the family to another before finally reaching mr johnson the publisher's hands Maria Edgeworth, in some of her letters from Clifton, alludes with some indignation to the story of Mrs. Hannah Moore's ungrateful protege Lactilla, the literary milkwoman whose poems Hannah Moore was at such pains to bring before the world, and for whom, with her kind preface and warm commendations and subscription list, she was able to obtain the large sum of five hundred pounds. The ungrateful Lactilla who had been starving when mrs moore found her out seems to have lost her head in this sudden prosperity and to have accused her benefactress of wishing to steal a portion of the money maria edgeworth must have been also interested in some family marriages which took place about this time her own sister anna became engaged to dr beddoes of clifton whose name appears as prescribing for the authors of various memoirs of that day he is a man of ability of a great name in the scientific world says mr edgeworth who favoured the doctor's declared passion as a proposal was then called and the marriage accordingly took place on their return to ireland emmeline another sister was soon after married to mr king a surgeon also living at bristol and maria was now left the only remaining daughter of the first marriage to be good aunt sister friend to all the younger members of the party she was all this but she herself expressly states that her father would never allow her to be turned into a nursery drudge her share of the family was limited to one special little boy meanwhile her pen and ink children are growing up and starting out in the world on their own merits i beg dear Sophie, she writes to her cousin that you will not call my little stories by the sublime name of my works i shall else be ashamed when the little mouse comes forth the stories are printed and bound the same size as evenings at home but i am afraid you will dislike the title my father had sent the parent's friend but mr johnson has degraded it into parent's assistant in seventeen ninety seven says miss beaufort who was to be so soon more intimately connected with the edgeworth family johnson wished to publish more volumes of the parent's assistant on fine paper with prints and mrs ruxton asked me to make some designs for them these designs seem to have given great satisfaction to the edgeworth party and especially to a little boy called william mrs edgeworth's youngest boy who grew up to be a fine young man but who died young of the cruel family complaint mrs edgeworth's health was also failing all this time though she makes epigrams she is far from well says maria but they none of them seem seriously alarmed mr edgeworth in the intervals of politics is absorbed in a telegraph which with the help of his sons he is trying to establish it is one which will act by night as well as by day it was a time of change and stir for ireland disaffection growing and put down for a time by the soldiers armed bands going about defending the country and breaking its windows in seventeen ninety four threats of a french invasion had alarmed everybody and now again in seventeen ninety six came rumors of every description and mr edgeworth was very much disappointed that his proposal for establishing a telegraph across the water to england was rejected by government He also writes to Dr. Darwin that he had offered himself as a candidate for the county and been obliged to relinquish at the last moment. But these minor disappointments were lost in the trouble which fell upon the household in the following year, the death of the mother of the family, who sank rapidly and died of consumption in seventeen ninety seven. End of section thirteen.